0: I'm Fish on a Heater.
1: And I'm Defy 250
0: And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast with a 900 base HP stat. DeFi, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing all right. Uh, it has been an interesting winter here in Wisconsin, but we just got a massive snowfall. Anyone who lives kind of in the Midwest, kind of central United States, probably got a massive snowstorm recently. And yeah, got it. A huge amount of snow and then it's going to be cold, 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 (laughs) so cold coming up. It's (laughs) really bad. Like the highs are here. Let me put this into perspective for you again. So it's zero degrees Fahrenheit is going to be the high for me in a couple days. That is a negative 17, 18 degrees Celsius is the high coming up.
0: are you you living in wisconsin or mars
1: (laughs) i live in wisconsin um but yeah we it's it's just been a very strange winter it's been very unseasonably warm and yeah it just it's like it was saving up it's like it was was like revving its engine and then it went this is essentially what happened
0: Uh, Here in the middle of summer in Australia, it is a lovely 84 degrees Fahrenheit today.
1: That sounds beautiful.
0: It does, doesn't it? Um, It is, I'm looking out my window, it is a very bright day, no clouds to speak of. I can't wait to spend my afternoon wanting to go for a walk, but ending up playing PlayStation instead.
1: What game are you working on right now?
0: (laughs) I've actually, I've started Harry Potter Legacy.
1: Ah, Uh, my husband is currently working through Spider-Man 2 and I'm really, really enjoying watching that play.
0: It looks so good. I recently played the kind of the in-between one, the Mars Morales Mm -hmm. game. Like it's the combat in that game is so fun.
1: It's very, very good.
0: Yeah. And like visually spectacular too.
1: Yes, it is. It is a visually, I I am loving, like I am definitely, there's a, youtube channel called girlfriend reviews and it's about the idea of like being the girlfriend that watches the boyfriend play the video game even though she plays too but that's kind of like the idea like it's always like this isn't a review of spider-man 2 this is a review of what it's like to (laughs) date someone who's playing spider-man 2 and i love their girlfriend reviews is the channel i really really enjoy it but yeah it's just it's really fun to like backseat game and watch the the gameplay it's it's a cool game i would i would recommend it to anyone yeah. who's a fan of like the superhero type movies and i think you might like that video game
0: yeah 100 percent. i've got it on my wish list waiting for it to go on special um so uh one, one more thing is that keen-eared listeners might hear a little bit of a difference in my voice because i am back in the uh, original house that i was in when we started recording this podcast all those many years ago, <laughs> um, so much better acoustics in this room that I'm in, so hopefully that sounds a little bit better, because like when, when I was editing the last few weeks' podcasts, I would always just cringe just a little bit, just a tiny bit inside when I had to go through and edit that thing.
1: All right, but happy that you are back. You've got, you've, you're got you. in your nice recording space. And now that you're back, let's talk about the Go Battle League. So we have had the Open Ultra League and Great League Remix this week. I played a little bit of the remix. I honestly wasn't haven't been playing Go Battle League a lot, which is not looking good for my 500 win goal for this <laughs> season. But I did play some battles last night and today, and I want to get back into at least doing a couple sets daily, even if mm-hmm. I'm not streaming. That's a challenge for me, but I'm going to work on it for sure. Uh, just, you know, keep, keep myself sharp. But I've really been enjoying a team from Who's Your Dada. He runs a bug, lead. Lickitung is a safe swap and a Jellicent in Remix. And that's been really, really fun. Two Shield Jellicent can do a lot. Uh, on stream, I ran into some crazy teams. Uh, one of them, like I was like, okay, Two Shield Jellicent in the back. I'm good. I'm solid. And it was a Shadow <laughs> Victory Bell. And I was like, no, no. No. <laughs> No, like I just I, I there were some wild team compositions that I saw, but it was really fun. Um, I enjoy streaming my sets, so I really should do that mm-hmm. more often because it is something that I enjoy. Yeah. What have you been running? How's it going?
0: Uh, just a quick one. Are you running Bubble or Hex on Jellicent?
1: Hex. I'm running Hex. OK. Yeah, I just I, th- I found that it tends to work out better.
0: Mm, it's definitely good against opposing jellicent but i have been running bubble on mine i've been running a team of uh charger bug and whiskash as the other so like i'm, I'm running jellicent as well and charger bug but my third is whiskash uh charger bug and whiskash Make such a good core. And unfortunately it was it yet another I, I have these stories so much where another situation where like I'm playing around and like I've discovered this myself and I'm like, yes, Charger Bug cash i found a great core. And then I notice so many other people running the same core. I'm like, oh okay, so like yes, I came up with it, but like so did everyone else in the world. Um but yeah, they cover each other's weaknesses quite well. And then Jellicent as the third, I'm running kinda of A, B, B, Water and I am running Bubble on the the Jellicent because Bubble will help you against an opposing Lickitung. Like, you can win the... Oh, I'm trying to remember this. I think against Lickitung, if you've got a little bit of an energy lead and they try and throw straight Power Whip, you can two-shield your way through it as you can't do that with hex those bubbles are like no joke the increased damage makes a huge huge difference then you've got things like um, carbink as well like it makes it easier against carbink if you can't um, if, you, if you can't match the whisk cache against it so just a little couple of extra uh, little matchups like that but it does make it very difficult if it's say down to my Jellicent in the back and then they come out with a hex Jellicent. And it's like even shields is like whoop that's a loss.
1: Yeah, and so I've been seeing a ton of sense. so that makes total sense. Mm, yeah, because um, yeah, hex does have a lot of downsides. Like I'm look, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think, because I was racking my brain, but because bubble does win a lot of matchups, but because there are so many jellison's out there <laughs> the hex just seems better cuz yeah, vigoroth um you do worse with hex gligar bubble would be better um, mm. i guess polyrath Greedent. too polyrath hex is better so that would be it one is, reason.
0: but because you're resisting everything and with the counter in the case of counters double resisting that's it doesn't matter like that's that's a matchup you can afford to do worse against cuz you still beat the pants off of a uh, beat the gloves off of a polyrath <laughs>
1: very true um i guess like some grass types but you're still gonna lose it pretty hard anyway mm-hmm. i've been seeing so i saw some farah thorns affectionately yeah. you no know, and that's been wild so i guess hex will do a little bit better there for uh, sure seeing those it hurts me every time I say Farothorn. I just want everybody to know. <laughs> but I need to practice it. Just like I need to practice saying charge attack priority and not charge move priority. It's a charge attack priority.
0: There's someone in the Pokemon Company International whose job it is to, <laughs> to enforce those things.
1: Yep. Yes, it is. And I am working on it.
0: And, um, DeFi, can you come into my office? <laughs> I <laughs> notice? I noticed on the last stream you used the wrong inflection on the o in in this Pokemon
1: uh you you have no idea fish I've got it really be. you have you have no idea how accurate you're being right now <laughs> but uh, yeah I now did, you
0: know this is something I'm actually quite quite interested in so maybe that's a conversation we could have off here
1: um but yeah no it is very important as casters we do need to be correct and use the correct pronunciations for every single pokemon that we talk about and if we get it wrong it's fine but we do are expected to fix it so you know if we say it on stream we're probably saying it correctly or if you hear us fix it uh that might be why
0: so, looking ahead to the future, we have, starting from January 12 and going along to January 19, we have the Open Master League and Fantasy Cup. Fantasy Cup being a Great League Cup where Dragon Steel and Fairy types are allowed. The top 10 being Shadow and Regular Red Steel, Galarian Stunfisk, XL Azumarill, Lucario, Tapu Fini, Escavalier, Turtonator, Shadow and Regular Excadrill, Shadow Flygon, and Shadow and Regular Skarmory.
1: I'm so excited for everyone to try out Turtinator because that seems like such a crazy Pokemon. Like one of those that that you always think, like, eh, that's not <laughs> gonna be very good. That's not this isn't for PvP. But like Incinerate is so busted that I don't think it matters. <laughs> yeah. Incinerate's just that good, and there are enough steel Pokemon in the meta. That it just kind of makes sense, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, incinerate Dragon Pulse and Overheat. I'm excited for people to try it out. I think it'll be really cool. Uh, Definitely, it's definitely worth being sure to running something that will beat a Turtonator. So making sure you have like an Azumarill, a Tapu Fini, a Flygon something in there that'll beat it quite handily. I do think you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of Steel, like Registeel Galarian Stumpfisk mm. is gonna be really popular. I think Lucario people are gonna be turning to a lot, and Escavalier like Steel types that run counter. Yeah, what are you thinking, Fish? What do you think is gonna be popular here? I'm excited. I'll probably run Tapu Fini just because I love running Tapu Fini. Uh, and it's quite good. Uh, it has some key losses, like you know, steel Skarmory, but with that water gun pressure you can you can do quite a bit. You can take a chunk out of just about any Pokemon. But what about you, Fish?
0: You know what breaks my head is that every move that both Tapu Fini and Azumarill run are neutral against Hurtinator. Yep. <laughs> Cause of that fire and dragon typing cancel each other out very uh, symp- sympathically, is that, is that a word? Like <laughs>
1: symbiosis? Sim- symbi-
0: yeah, symbiotically. Symbiotically mm-hmm. is probably what I'm thinking of, yeah. Um, so like all the fairy moves, all the ice moves, all the water moves that are thrown by all three, all neutral, which is craziness. So I'm, I would probably be keen to run a Terminator just because it's something novel and unique to this meta. Um, then I have to work out what to pair against it. Now, even though all the moves from from the Water Fairies are neutral against it, it still wouldn't beat the Water Fairies because the moves it's throwing back are resisted, or in the case of Dragon Pulse, double resisted. So you probably still need something to beat the Water Fairies. There's not too many of those around, though. Registeel would be a big one. So maybe a core of steel and Tertenator. But then something like an Excadrill would give you a lot of trouble. Having said that, if you've got shields up, the incinerates on Tertenator would, would do a good job, but then like you're down two shields to to zero and um and then having to face the rest of the back line. So and and then you can only bank one move on a Tertenator as well because the Dragon Pulse and the Overheat are both more than 50 energy as well so that would make that a little bit tough i'll, I'll have more of a think about it and see what else i might want to pair with with those pokemon
1: so if fantasy cup turns out not to be your thing maybe you don't want to run all the seal types and the turtinator and that's not that's not what you think is fun try open master league you have that zygarde complete form that is still dominating out there at number one at pv poke but you have lots of other things too giratina altered shadow and regular dragonite Groudon, on soul galeo shadow and regular ho which is gonna have a raid day i think coming up here so keep your eyes out for that Shadow Mewtwo, Xerneas, Kyrem, and Meloetta. So lots of Pokemon that are kind of tough to build, but Dragonite's a really good one. Um, easier to to build and to make for sure. Other Pokemon, if I take a look at the Master League rankings, those that's the top, but that doesn't mean it's the only Pokemon that are there. Some other Pokemon that might be a little more accessible, Gyarados, Shadow Gyarados XL. Uh, with Dragon Breath, Aquatail, and Crunch. Aquatail is a legacy move. Florgis is fantastic. And there's going to be an opportunity to catch lots of Flabebe coming up here. And right now, uh, there's a ton of Bergmite around. So if you still have a Hisuian Avalug and you need the XL candies for it, for if you live near a place like mine where it's snowing constantly, you might, be, you might see some Bergmite it's literally just ice outside <laughs> all the time that's all that's all it is when i look outside yep. I, I still am thinking about your mars comment like are you in- <laughs>
0: <laughs> just mars but a lot less red
1: yes just white
0: <laughs> so moving on from that from january 19th to 26th we have all three open leagues back in town the open great league ultra league and Mars league and in that time we'll have Go Battle Week from January 19 to Wednesday, January 24. In that week, you will have 10 sets a day rather than the usual five, so 50 battles. And I think I might like that because I usually get to the end of 25 battles and um, I might have liked... Uh, I might have either like just felt like I'm getting the hang of the team I'm running and want some more battles or I might have dropped a whole bunch of points and be like no I want to chase my losses and and get that back so like being able to not not being done at that point would I think would really be nice you get free research during this time which will reward you with Ingo's hat and DeFi as the main series expert of the two of us can you remind us who Ingo is
1: yeah, for sure. He Ingo is a character in Pokemon Black and White. So he is from Generation 5. However, he also makes an appearance in Pokemon Legends Arceus, where he kind of like it's kind of like he fell through time, uh, kind of like we oh, did. Cool. Kind of like we did in Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, But yeah, typically in Pokemon Black and White, him and his brother Emmett run the Battle Subway. (laughs) So not the Battle Tower, not the Battle whatever. It's the (laughs) Battle Subway. Uh, So it kind of has like this train conductor vibe, which is cool. Uh, But yeah, there's definitely like a connection there uh, that he's kind of lost some memories in Legends Arceus. It's really, really cool to see. Because uh, especially if you recognized him right away and we're trying to figure out, like, what happened? Like, why is Ingo here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so his outfit definitely has kind of this train conductor vibe to it, which is pretty neat.
0: A battle subway sounds so dangerous.
1: It's cool, though.
0: <laughs> sure. But <laughs> many deaths.
1: Yeah, it's the ANOVA equivalent to the Battle Tower.
0: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you
1: have, instead of having like the bosses of the Battle Tower, they're subway bosses. And yeah, it's just just neat. It's just something kind of different. But yeah, so be sure that you are on the lookout for Go Battle Week. The paid research is a dollar, and this might be the time that I think it's worth it. I don't know if it's always worth it when it's only one day or on a weekend. But if it's the same amount of work spread out over like five days, I think that dollar might be worth it because then you have less of a chance of not completing it like you're actually going to complete it yeah. and reap the full benefit. So I might actually pay the dollar. We'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, so will I. I've I I have gone with the I have paid that dollar each time it's been available. I and have, I, I have definitely
1: not. I have <laughs> not done that. Cuz I never think I, I never know if I'm going to get the whole set or I know like mm-hmm. if you Like top left, if you exit out of the battle, it doesn't count. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just to me, it only seems worth it if you know you're going to complete it. And I think with this, I know I'm going to complete it. So that feels, it feels like a much safer bet.
0: Looking forward one more week. We have January 26th to February 2nd, the Open Great League and Hisui Cup. Hisui Cup is a Great League Cup where only Pokemon in the Legends Arceus Pokedex are eligible. Bastiodon and Toxicroak slash Lucario will be the bosses of this meta. Also notable are Sneasler and Hisuian Sneezel, Snow, Munchlax, and Hisuian Electrode. Thoughts on this meta?
1: It's basically the Sinnoh Cup. It's essentially Sinnoh Cup, which we've had before. We've even had Hisui Cup before, so not a whole lot will have changed. But yeah, in Sinnoh Cup and Hisui Cup, Bastiodon, and Lucario, or Bastiodon, and Toxicroak. It's just everywhere. So, it's really important that you can find something that can tackle both. I think Sneasler and Hisuian Sneasel can do a really good job of that. And I'm interested to see how that meta is going to develop. As of recording, we don't have the PV Poke rankings for that, but we will know more soon when it gets a little closer.
0: I'm gonna say Toxicroak's gotta be number one. Because... It now has the addition of Shadow Ball, where it has not in previous iterations of this cup. And in previous iterations, it was basically like this big, hard, hard counter triangle between Toxicroak slash Lucario, Basquedon, and Driftblim. The only advantage that Lucario had was that it had its own Shadow Ball to maybe turn the tables against a Driftblim, but it was also very, very weak to an opposing Toxicroak. So it was still like just as difficult to run. Now Toxicroak has the Shadow Ball. I don't think it really has much use for Dynamic Punch or Sludge Bomb in this meta. So I'm thinking Mud Bomb, Shadow Ball are the way to go and it'll be able to turn the tables on the Drift Blim without having that same weakness of being weak to the other counter user. It'll actually still beat Lucario quite comfortably. So I think Toxicroak is the, is the man, <laughs> is, is, is going to be the, the king of this meta.
1: I would tend to agree, but we will know soon enough. In the meantime, we have some events to talk about. We have the Dazzling Dreams event coming up. That's going to start Saturday, January 13th and go to Tuesday, January 16th. Starts at 10 a.m. local time, ends at 8 p.m. local time. And I like the copy. It glitters ahead in Pokemon Go. Look forward to fairy type Pokemon making an appearance and more during the sparkling event. Lots of really good Pokemon. The last event we had in game was kind of meh from <laughs> PVP, but this one is pretty good. I tried to order these in order of like importance. Mm. So I think personally, the Flabebe spawns are really really important. If you want to run anything in open Master League, this is an accessible option. (laughs) Jigglypuff is going to be out and Wigglytuff is really good now with Icy Wind. It is certainly a, a viable option in the open Great League. Merrill for Azumarill, not only just to get a good one, but to get that XL candy. Togetic, Togekiss is also phenomenal in the Master League. Then you have some more slightly off meta or spice picks, but that doesn't mean they're bad. Cotney for Whimsicott, Clefairy for Clefable, and both Spritzy and Swirlix as your generation six kind of charm fairy type Pokemon. Both can be used, I think, if you power them all the way up at Great League, like you max them out to level 50, they can be Great League Charmers for some interesting spice, or I believe they can both be used in Ultra League as well spritzy i think can i think they can both be used in great league as well but they're not you know they're spice like all those yeah. iterations are not they're not core meta but if you're looking for some interesting charm users the, those are your pokemon to use
0: and also spritzy just fun to say
1: <laughs> yes um i have a hundo that is best buddied That I could use if I ever like did a draft league, if I ever had time (laughs) to do the draft league, maybe in the summer, that would be certainly a Pokemon on my list. So again, not awful, awful, just not there are better charmers out there. But who knows, you know, one move away always. You can also get those Pokemon in eggs. Togepi is in eggs. Spritzy Swirlix is in eggs. Uh, for the field research, adds a little bit of some interesting things. In addition to the Spritzy and Swirlix, uh, I think it's much more interesting. The Carbink is in field research. If you ha- don't have enough Carbink, Mawile in field research is interesting. Mawile can be kind of an interesting spicy pick. I believe it's pretty far up there for the Fantasy Cup meta and can often be like kind of an interesting slightly off meta pick and then Alolan Vulpix in field research you can use it in the ultra league you can use it in the great league is another great pokemon to use
0: so this next thing was something that I only learned just before recording and I am shocked and I I don't know how else to feel about it and that is Chansey Community Day DeFi
1: it is Chansey Community Day you can find out All about it in the main show. However, it is February's 4th on Sunday from 2 to 5 local time. Chansey is more going to be appearing in the wild. And if you evolve Chansey into Blissey during the event or up to five hours afterwards, it will know Wild Charge. This does nothing for the meta. This is not a PvP relevant (laughs) Pokemon but if you want, ch- like, a, an XL Chansey can be a PvP-relevant Pokemon. So if you want to, like, stall tactic your opponent. So if you're looking for Chansey XL Candy, this is your opportunity. And it's just, you know, a fun pink February Pokemon. It's close to Valentine's Day. That's all to say about it, because it's not, not interesting for PvP.
0: D5 bite your tongue. <laughs> Listen to these stats with currently blissy in the open great league against the meta has a record of 2 and 43 so 2 wins and 43 <laughs> losses those wins being against toxic croak this is running zen headbutt psychic and Hyper Beam. by the way so toxic croak and lickitung All right against the same meta with zen psychic and wild charge would you believe it that win rate goes up to five wins and 40 losses. That is a Incredible. 150% gain, defy
1: Incredible.
0: <laughs> right? It's now taking out Jellicent, Mantine Pelipper, and Talonflame. Those are some pretty meta wins.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> so if again, if Chance is your favorite Pokemon, I don't wanna like rag on it too much, but not not gonna be a PvP shakeup. You, you might find it enjoyable in some other ways. I know. I think I still need a shiny happy, So I'm going to be trying to hatch one of those and I still need a hundo Chansey, So that's something I'm going to be looking for. Moving right along, I don't think there's too much to update for Grassroots. Battlefront start date is January 22nd. Get your engines ready. I know my team, the Queen Bees, is getting excited and ready uh, to get everything going for the Battlefront Frontier. So I'm excited to bring updates about that because that's going to be what my focus is going to be for Grassroots right now is the Battlefront tier.
0: My My team had a practice bout against uh, another kind of sister team, and I was in the Primordial meta, which was interesting because at the time, that was the only meta that we hadn't done a breakdown of yet, so I wasn't as familiar with that as with the Serene and Enchanted metas. But I ended up picking up the 2-1, and it was really fun. Like, I felt like the battles were quite fun. I think Primordial is a fun meta. seems pretty balanced. Like, a, there's there's very few hard counters, and that's, that's my measure of a good meta is how much play do all the top picks have against each other and they all seem to so really excited for that
1: yeah uh primordial is probably what i'm going to be running if there's a meta that shadows are banned that's probably a good Mm -hmm. meta to slot me into so and i have a milotic ready to go i haven't had a great league milotic ever because you have to like walk it (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it's not something you can just Oh, I have it, and build it on the fly. But I actually, like, walked my Phoebus, <laughs> and I have a Great League Milotic now. It's and,
0: like 25Ks, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's like a... You gotta walk it for, like, a while. Yeah. To, for it to work. Let me look. Adventure Together to Evolve. Yeah, it's 20 kilometers and 100 not candy.
0: And 100 candy. <laughs> that's a that's an effort.
1: It is. It's, it takes a little bit of time. It's not something you can just quickly throw together. So kind of excited i want to try that out a little bit but yeah pseudo wudo looks really really good i have both a pseudo wudo and a bonsley for great league because of course i have a bonsley for great league <laughs> there are lots of things i don't have for pvp but bonsley a hundo best buddy i got that
0: sure i got do. that
1: her name is um, juniper
0: oh that is the cutest
1: and the best buddy sticker looks so big on her face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to send me a screenshot.
1: Okay.
0: I just quickly on Devon. So Palatown has the Devon uh, Knockout Cup happening this Saturday. Uh, might be. I think the podcast episode might just come out like six hours before the the thing starts. You are right. That ribbon is so big on earth that's so funny um yeah so the knockout cup is happening probably around six hours after the release of this episode and i want to give you a little rundown of what my team is looking like right now this is subject to change but i've got whiskash and charger bug i've got that core i've got surfesh as my fighter i've got rainy cast form and i've got Beedrill and Skuntank. I'm probably going to switch one of those two out because Double Poison Jabbers probably isn't adding that much to my team at the moment.
1: All right. You'll have to let us know how that goes for you. But are you ready to recap a little bit of the official tournament series, Fish? Uh, Yes, I am. All right, let's go ahead and recap Portland. Portland, the Portland Regional Championships for 2024, took place January 6th to 7th, Portland, Oregon, USA. About 65 players battled it out. And the winner that walked away with it all, Abhinav7998, a proud battler of Indian descent, absolutely crushed it, did a great job on Stream And it was so much fun to watch his battles throughout, but there were so many great battlers. Caleb Pang took second place. Kobe took third. Ramberto took fourth. Bopper, who is a personal favorite of mine, took fifth. Then we had Leo Gio. uh, Next, Onion Frank, it's Axon. Placed in the top eight. However, in ninth place, Shadow Mimikyu, I've got to give a big shout out. uh, Local to Wisconsin. So very excited to see some Wisconsin love and battlers up there. But there were just so many fantastic battlers on the stage. Boglish, Flying Pizza, Rubik's Master, second place at Worlds. Beach, Zimmy Kid, Bird Power played this one. Adib Khan, Mormon Matt. Just so, so many Great battlers. Was really excited to see Emma Five Cents uh, do battles as well. Mushroom Queen, uh, another member of girls that PVP the, that I was ex- excited to see compete. So many great battlers competed here today. Mm. But Abhinav took the whole thing with a team of Azumarill, Chargeabug, Shadow Gligar, Lickitung, Vigoroth, and Whiscash. Some other notable Pokemon, of course, Caleb brought his Bastiodon. Um, Kobe brought a Cresselia and a Mandibuzz, and that was kind of interesting. That was a little different. We saw some Defense Deoxys play from Bopper and Leo Geo uh, instead of bringing, like, a Poliwrath or something else. Many, many people are bringing Shadow Poliwrath now. Seeing some Skarmeries up there, but mostly Shadow Gligar. If you kind of take a look, there's a lot of that like purple pink color running <laughs> through from all the Gligars that people were playing. But it's accent brought the Altaria. Different, different flyer. Shadow Mimikyu brought a Dugong. Dugong is another interesting pick. So lots of really fun. Lots of really fun battles to be had. Taking a look at the tournament run for Abanov. Abanov came in from the winners side of the bracket. Taking a look at the day two, um, the kind of the final stage. Uh, beat Leo Geo two to one. Beat Kobe three to two in the winners finals. And then Caleb Pang came up from the loser side of the bracket, beating Onion Frank, Leo Geo, and Ramberto. And then uh, Caleb actually reset the bracket three to one versus Abanov, but then Abanov did a quick three zero to defeat Caleb in the finals after the bracket reset.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking at the to, to some of the usage of, I've got here a just a graph of the the most used Pokemon. MetaCham down at twelfth? Oh I, or, uh, I mean not not too much to say about that. We all know how I feel about MetaCham, so like the further down it is just it's just like,
1: hanging on there like it's by a thread, by its
0: fingertips yeah by its of arms um, uh, the, I of a bit of a pick from kobe because the top two pokemon. Gligar and Lickitung. So Lickitung has like remained in second the entire time. Like you'd think, uh, like it it was watching Medicham being like, soon I'll overtake you, and it did. But it has still remained in second place. Poor Lickitung. (laughs) Um, But Lickitung and Gligar actually make a really, really nice core together. One of the few things that can break it very comfortably is Mandibuzz. So I like it for that reason. Uh, Interesting that Azumarill is down at number. Uh, 7, 8, 9, 10 on the list, and yet most of the top 8 had it. So, 5 of the top 8 had Azumarill, and also a lot of those people had Charger Bug as well, which are the both of those Pokemon do handle the Mandibuzz fairly comfortably. Although, like, Charger Bug isn't a death sentence for Mandibuzz. Mandibuzz certainly has play there. It's only the Azumarill that you're like, you really don't have much play there. So, I really like that Mandy pick. And I'm I'm thinking it might become a little more common.
1: Yeah, I'm always interested in seeing more flyers kinda make a bit of a difference. I saw a few mandibuzz when I was doing Great League remix this week.
0: Mm-hmm. So who
1: knows? Maybe people are trying it out for the next regionals. Also wanna shout out Homeslice Henry for having a fantastic debut for casting. It was so much fun to watch him and Alpha Phoebe cast together. And of course, Butters and Soph as well.
0: Yeah, so I did see some of Homeslice's um, battles, and I actually put him in the same boat as Butters, where he just seemed to have this excitement that I found very infectious. Like, his excitement got me excited (laughs) for the battles. And like, when i'm doing my own casting that's kind of what i want to be able to emulate is just that excitement that um that infectious sense of occasion
1: yeah and i think he brought all of his youtube subscribers into chat because chat was (laughs) blowing up like when he wasn't on screen people were like where's henry Mm -hmm. and every time he came on stream he people were really excited so Definitely a breath of fresh air, uh, you know, some new life into the team. Uh, so big welcome in to Home Slice Henry. Taking a look, though, we have upcoming streams. Nothing this weekend. Get a little bit of a break. But then we have kind of several weekends in a row where we're going to have lots of events. Charlotte coming up the weekend after that, January 19th to the 21st. About 70 players registered for Charlotte. Liverpool will be the next weekend, January 27th to the 28th. 165 players registered for Liverpool. I bet y'all can hit the cap. You can do it. So let's see a giant tournament for Liverpool. Knoxville in the U.S., however, only down at 36. So Why can't you be more like together, Liverpool? Why can't we be more like Liverpool? North America, get it together. Get some people out there to Knoxville. It's a big tournament. There's a lot of money on the line. Your ticket potentially to go to Worlds. Some easy championship points. Get after it. (laughs) And in all seriousness, though, um, Knoxville is not a convenient place to get to necessarily. So it's not like a major, major airport in Knoxville, Tennessee. So I could see some people maybe having some issues with that travel. But that same weekend, we have Melbourne, which I believe y'all capped. You hit your, you hit the limit, uh, which yep. I believe is the first time you've really been able to do that, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, I think so. Unless you count that that ridiculous situation in the first Melbourne regional back in twenty twenty two, where they only released seventeen spots. <laughs> And he hit that cap in half an hour. And then a lot of people made a lot of noise. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, That was a dark moment, a very brief moment, but a very dark one. And then they kind of like booked out another room in the venue so that they could fit more people in.
1: And then taking another peek forward the weekend after that. So we have one, two, three, four weekends in a row um, after Melbourne and Knoxville is Dortmund, which is February 10th to the 11th, 55 there. Then we'll have kind of a really long kind of spring break almost because we won't have another one until March 2nd to 3rd in Utrecht that, which is a special event that'll have 173 trainers already have registered for it. Since it's a special event, it's free to register that. So those tend to uh, rank up the numbers really, really fast. And then Vancouver will be at the end of March here in the U S or I'm sorry, in Canada, I keep thinking Vancouver's in Washington. It's not. (laughs) um, Vancouver's Canadian, and March 22nd to the 24th. Registration should open for that pretty soon. What if we just take it? What if we just take Vancouver?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Canada won't mind Vancouver (laughs) missing, right? I'm
1: sure sure they'll be like, "Hmm, didn't
0: we have another city around here?
1: No one will notice. It's fine. Uh, But I know, Fish, there was something you wanted to bring up. PVP Steve had a pretty viral tweet recently.
0: Yeah, yeah, we were in like a mutual server mutual discord server talking about this and then he kind of based off of that conversation he made this graphic which really opened my eyes about it uh, about this particular thing that he was talking about. I hadn't really considered it before because I'm I don't consider myself one to complain much, but, it, but let me let me just read the, the graphic. He says Australia. Only has three regionals, but we need 300 championship points to qualify for Worlds. Let's see where top Americans and Europeans would land with only their first three regionals. And he lists off a bunch of really big names. Out of Pocket, formerly Hot Pocket, uh, placed third, ninth, and 13th in his first three regionals. Pretty good, would only have gotten him 290 points. Dunebug 97, 13th, third, and 17th would get him 270 Rise to Occasion, who's been brought up quite a lot on this podcast, 17th, 7th, and 7th would only get him 260 points. Nighttime Clasher, 5th, 3rd, and then not a great one at 49th, but that's only 230 points there. Arrow, 25th, 25th, and 13th, 200 points. A Mind Joke, one of the best battlers in Italy, 17th, 65th, and then 3rd, only getting 190 points. Coming third place in a regional and only ending up with 190 points is ridiculous. Now, These people do get the... Like, a mind joke has qualified for Worlds anyway because he's done enough in local tournaments to get him above the cap that they need. People like Dunebug won a regional, so he gets the qualification as well. But just taking that... Like, in Australia, we've only got the three regionals in Brisbane, Melbourne, and Perth. It's not even enough to just... uh, You've got to play well... All, in all three of them to qualify but you've actually got to do really really well in all three so like i i did this maths right at the start of the season when all these points were announced if i were to attend all three i had to come top eight in all of them to get the points required to get me to worlds now that's assuming i could attend all three these things are on the on literal opposite ends of the country and as Like another thing that Steve pointed out in uh, like an extra tweet as a reply on the first tweet was that Australia is the same size as contiguous U.S. So imagine flying to a regional in New York and then another regional a month later in L.A. That is prohibitively expensive and very impractical. There's only going to be a very small number of people who do play in all three regionals that that's purely because of the cost and the the inconvenience of it i would wager DeFi that there is not going to be by the time this is all said and done there is not going to be anybody in australia who qualifies for worlds without having won a regional maybe maybe like one or two maybe like a a valiant bish and rick flareon might be able to get the job done but like they have to play in all three (laughs) so you've got to have the the money to do so and the desire to do so there like there are some people who are very very good battlers in Australia but they just don't really care enough to fly to three different states in 3 months to to do this
1: I just I really want to emphasize it as well uh, fish is right I know it's kind of hard cuz when you look at map projections it can distort the sizes of countries but contiguous US you know the the 40 the lower 48 and Australia are the same size. Taking a look at it, uh, Steve did a really nice overlay of them. And Perth is kind of like right by LA. Brisbane, kind of right by Washington, where Washington, D.C. would be. And then Melbourne would be like New Orleans. So mm-hmm. imagine, kind of, like, that's a lot to ask a person to do in the span of three months. I, I don't think I would be able to do it unassisted. So...
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I, I do it. I fly to all the regionals I can. That's because I tend not to spend much money on other things. Like I'm a, I don't make much money, but I'm a a pretty good saver. So I'm very particular where I spend my money. And so I do have the money to fly to all the. but like I'm in a pretty privileged position. Like very few others would be willing and able to do that. And then add to that the, the problem of not having locals available. Even if, like, well, this isn't even to mention the difficulty in getting locals off the ground. Even if we did have locals, like, card shops have to be willing to put them on, and with the player base being as small as it is, and with there, like, really not being much in it for the card shops to run these things, like, that's a task in itself. Uh, Melbourne is Melbourne, and uh, I think Queensland are the only two locations that have kind of a big enough player base that maybe they could get something rolling there. In the other states, my place, South Australia, uh, Western Australia, there's like three players. <laughs> I'm I am the only person in all of South Australia who cares enough about Pokemon Go PVP to want to. Pursue qualifying, right? Uh, um, I can think of maybe one more person who like came to like travel to Melbourne with me last year, but like that's it. <laughs> so, like, I can't even picture, even if locals were allowed, I couldn't even picture getting enough people into one place, like getting all the necessary elements together to get a local going. And we don't even have that uh, option. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that is that makes it really tough. Also, for having a low number for your regionals, if mm. you have, because uh, the point system, you get a different amount of points based on more players. If you have more players, more people get points. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you have less than forty-eight players at a regional, then o- I think it's only the top eight get points instead of like further like top sixteen or more. So that also is very prohibitive. Losing. OCIC and not having it replaced with like a fourth regional really hurts. Plus the not having that local scene 300 does seem like really, really high. However, I, I have to imagine that locals are in the works for all of you after North America got them, they went into effect pretty quickly in Mm -hmm. the European region and they're starting to happen more in the Latin American region for locals. Latin America, though, doesn't have regionals, which is a problem. They have an IC. They had their IC, but they didn't have, like, there are, like, no regional scheduled for Latin America, which is really rough. I'm hoping that they get mm. some soon.
0: That is another conversation. And, like, look, t- today's conversation is about how hard done by <laughs> Australia is, but, like, I don't want to forget about Latin America because they seem to have it... Uh, as bad, if not worse <laughs> than than what we've got uh, for 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 today. Though <laughs> the reason I tend not to be a complainer about these things is because, like, I I always try and keep in mind that like everyone's doing their best. <laughs> like that, like no one's no one's being malicious in in this. Like they're doing the best they can to give us the the competitive environment that uh, that we deserve. Uh, there there are obstacles in the way that we. It can't necessarily foresee or picture and it's also why i don't like to speculate a lot because we don't know what we don't know um i have heard little bits of hearsay such as like certain laws in australia kind of make it difficult in, uh, to to do these things and then like uh the team that they have in place might not be as big as what uh, there is in the u.s so the kind of little things like that that we just don't even think of that the only reason i'm bringing this up
1: there's also local laws and regulations in place that need to be considered that could mm. be different place to place. Kind of like yeah. how in the United in the United States, you go to a different state, like you go from Wisconsin to Illinois, the laws change drastically in some, in some areas. And it's different. I'm sure that's like that for different countries in Europe. I'm sure that's this, or I'm sure that's how that works in Europe for di- like moving country to country. I'm sure in Australia, you move to the different states that you have laws could change local laws and regulations could change so that i'm sure that makes it complicated too Mm.
0: yeah yeah 100 um but what we have been to i've been kind of getting a lot of my information secondhand someone uh someone within our australian scene having direct communication with people working with cpci so it's it's not not directly from the horse's mouth but like one step removed so i I think the information is pretty reliable uh one thing that has gotten back to us through those conversations is that a lot of the things that haven't been put in place in Australia is because we haven't raised our voices about it we've tended to have a we've got a, a kind of a mantra in Australia called, which goes she'll be right <laughs> she'll be <laughs> right mate um, we we just have a a fair bit of a sailor v attitude about a lot of these things so it's Uh, like 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 I said I'm not like angry at anyone I don't feel hard done by I don't feel like I've been singled out or anything I just think yeah look we um it it has been a bit of a mistake just accepting it and moving on and I think we do need to make some some noise about it and so I'm thankful for Steve what uh what he has done it's been retweeted a lot (laughs) it's gotten a lot of attention so hopefully that does spark a little bit of change
1: I hope so, too. And again, I'm sure it's being worked on. I'm sure it's being thought about. I'm hoping if the local scene, like for some reason that can't get together, that your point qualification number goes down mm-hmm. to maybe closer to like 200, perhaps, if the local scene can't get into effect. That's that's what I'm hoping for for all of you. Just something because I agree We're we're halfway through the season. <laughs> the season is half over officially right. at this point. So that if something is going to change, it kind of needs to happen soon. So I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm really hopeful uh, that something that something good will come of this. And thank you to PVPC for raising awareness to the issue. Uh, Squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? So you gotta, sometimes it's important to say <laughs> you gotta say something if you want it to change.
0: Absolutely. So That's our Play Pokemon section. We've made it through that that part of the show. That means we are up to our mailbag. We have been calling out for people to uh, start sending in emails, even if they're not even PvP-related. They they could be about anything. Um, Just anything that you want to talk about with us, we will read on the show. And people are starting to get the message. I'm really happy to see it. Like, we've had people talking about, uh, like, hey, look, you... Um, you were you're were calling out for messages so I'm sending in this one hopefully it gives you content there are, there is someone here who has uh, emailed in about their dog and I've seen the dog and it is gorgeous um, that won't be this week coming up next week I think uh, we've also got someone who sent in a voicemail and like prefaced it with look it's not pvp related I haven't been playing as much lately but I really want to talk about this stuff so uh, hope you enjoy it so that is perfectly fine like we will read anything, the correspondence with you guys is the best part of the show. So keep it up. This first email was sent to us on January the 1st, and it is from from Lemurio. And DeFi, this one is a fun one. I can't wait to read it out to you. So Lemurio says, heard you needed some email refills. So I figured, well, writing extraneous emails is my fast TM for actually being productive. So let's all win. Feel free to use any or all of this to fill in. So Lemurio, we will be using the whole darn thing. <laughs> okay, first, a hot take. I love Little Cup. For real. I would and usually do play all the sets I can during Little Cups. I love bringing in Little, Nearly Perfect, Archon, Shadow Lalip, and Baseline Hitter, Skrelp, for a lull. Team Lemurio is a team of the underappreciated little guys who get KO'd in one shot, except when sometimes they go on a 14-round win streak.
1: Hey, I, we've come around a little bit on Little Cup, I think. I think both of us have. For sure. We, uh, yeah, a lot. Big Little Cup haters. The biggest Little Cup haters. But now, <laughs> like, I, I do like that it's fast-paced. I do like their mm-hmm. fast how it is more fast-paced, and I like that I can use my Nundo ducklet.
0: For sure, yeah. It's, like, there's just a lot of Pokemon that are viable in Little Cups that you don't see anywhere else, and we used to look at that as a reason not to like it. Like, why would I put resources into a Skaroopy when it's only going to be available for this? Like, uh, building something for a Great League Cup, then you can use it in grassroots formats and, like, open Great League maybe if it gets a move update or something. But, like, Little Cup, it's just, like, it's its own space. It's, it's the... Uh, it's the Hawaii of the US. It's like it's just out, got its own thing going on. um But it, now we kind of see that as a, like a, a, a thing to like about it. uh Little Cup Archon DeFi.
1: Little Cup Archon. I don't even have <laughs> it's a thing. A regular Archon, let alone a little <laughs> cup one. What so... moves does
0: Archon have? Let's see.
1: um Oh, I was thinking of Arctabax. Archon. I've like Archon. I have. I I don't. Oh, really? I was thinking of Arctabax. Archon. I yeah, have okay. that could be Little Cup viable. I know it's got Quick Attack and Ancient Power. Yeah,
0: I'm looking at PV Poke Arch. It says here Archon has Wing Attack and Quick Attack, and then Dragon Claw, Crunch, and Ancient Power, which is not a bad move set at all.
1: Yep. I'm looking at the nine. Ar- I just looked through the nine Archon that I have in my storage. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Hundo, but that's way too big for little cup. I do have some that are smaller. I have one that pr- would probably be really good for little cup. Actually. <laughs> it's like a zero, 13, 15.
0: But so glassy. Look at this. It's got a stat product of 273, as opposed to say a cottony has a stat product of 478, a whole 200 points higher. Ducklet's. Has a stat product of 451. Even DeFi's Nundo
1: <laughs>
0: would be 424. So 273 is very glassy. You'd be relying on those wing attacks or quick attacks to to get the job done. Just like fast move something down. Uh, Shadow the leap. I very much genuinely rate. I think um, like I've used the leap to great effect in previous little cut formats. So I'm all on board with that. And what was the other one? Scroll? Scroll has plenty of play too. Oh yeah. So yeah, I mean, the Archon were like, hey, if it's working for you, great. <laughs> the other two, like, we're 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 with you on that. We are right there next to you. Lemurio continues. Second, that at least here at near Portland, the two biggest factors in my PvP success are time of day and cloud cover. The time of day is the interesting one because it's not about wireless signals, but Odds that the person in battle will bring something in the Charmander line, especially Charizard. Starting midday, I enjoyed the above victory sweep, so that 14 wins in a row that they mentioned, as I waited in pain for Kidney Stones to let me free from the Runerigus rock madness of it all. I, so so battling while they were dealing with Kidney Stone issues. That
1: sounds awful. My husband had <laughs> Kidney Stones this last year. It was It was painful to watch.
0: Mm, Yeah, it sounds like it. It's uh, something that I never hoped to know, (laughs) to understand. (laughs) I noticed that outside the Little Cup, it was not, will there be Charizard, but what position will it be? Then around 2pm, all the Charizard left. This happened between, say, 10 to 2 each day, and it was so annoying to me that I was like, Little Cup it is, and the rest is a much better story. Anyway, that's a story about most likely kids playing Charizard during lunch on a secret, I think. And a broad question maybe about if there are similar weird factors where and when you are.
1: I do think there is a factor of when you play, because if you think about it globally, like which countries are awake and which ones are asleep at depending on the given time. Because we do notice that like a North American meta can be different than a European meta, Mm -hmm. can be different than a Japanese meta. So I do think there's a little bit of truth to like what you're gonna see out in the go battle league depending on what time it is. I do think there's some truth to that.
0: I don't know like it's, uh,
1: <laughs> like I, um, I don't think it's a lot, but I do I do yeah. think it's it could it could be enough to be noticed
0: yeah okay fair enough, fair enough. And then Lemurio says finally, for fun, okay, was it very topical? this was this was sent in before the announcement. For fun, what's the deal with Blissey and that family? (laughs) I sometimes sort by HP when looking at my deck and it's like Blissey, etc is so, 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 so much HP, no matter the level. I get that it doesn't really have much fight or whatever, but it seems like Blissey belongs in some other game. Like Pokemon, let's make egg sandwiches and lull ourselves to sleep with Hallmark films (laughs) because its size and HP are bizarre. It's not a great question, but in short, what's up with that? Do any Pokemon make you think, huh? Am I legitimately still playing the same game? Okay, now you have content. Peace out from the one who never removes her Solgaleo mask and has less than 100 shinies, but eight of them are fur because hashtag it's weird here and it's Portland. Lemurio, or as a human, Fox Sparky Peterson PhD. <laughs>
1: That's interesting. Um, Also, I just, I want to shout out really quick that when I start by HP, the top 12 Pokemon there are either Chanseys or Blisseys.
0: Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? It's it's got so much HP. It makes it very annoying in PVP because like like Lemurio said, it's like not really doing anything to the opponent, but it's just taking all the hits.
1: Like, there's a 522 CP Chansey that's not even, like, that big. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not e- that's not at level 40 or anything. And mm. then I have a 3200 CP Snorlax <laughs> that's less. It has less HP.
0: A Snorlax uh, has a pretty high HP stat, too.
1: Yeah, but it's less than Chansey and Blissey. Um, and then when you scroll way to the bottom, you can see all of my, like, Shedinja... <laughs> catches um yep. all my like level 1 pokemon one but i also see this i feel like is an has to be an error because underneath all of my 10 cp pokemon i have a conkelder and a machamp down there oh and i don't yeah. think that's right so i think yeah, that's, that's an weird. error that that's got to be an error of some kind
0: hmm. cuz yeah the the lowest hp that a pokemon can have in in go is is 10 is that right
1: I have no idea. That's you're talking maths. You're <laughs> Talking to the wrong person.
0: I know the lowest CP is ten, but mm-hmm. I don't know about the HP because, like, I'm, I'm now wondering whether like Shedinja actually has that one one HP because it has one HP in the main series, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's one of it's one of the lowest on there. Other than I got a couple ten CP Duskull that are really low.
0: Hmm. Okay, so I'm looking at my Shedinja now, and it's got ten HP or 10 ps actually because i have set my i'm learning italian at the moment and i've set my game language to italian just which is a really smart
1: thing to do oh thank you
0: but um yeah so are there any other pokemon that make you think like this this doesn't feel like but this feels like a different game
1: all of the ultra beasts every single one
0: that's a good answer yeah
1: Uh, there are some that haven't been added to the game yet that I find to be just kind of disturbing. And I don't like that they exist. No. no. (laughs) um, Let me find... I don't even want to know its name, so I don't know its name. So I have to go (laughs) look it up because I dislike it to that extent. But the Pokemon Blacephalon. Blacephalon. That's a pretty name. I hate it. (laughs) 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 Okay. It's Pokedex entry, it slithers towards people. Then, without warning, it triggers the explosion of its own head. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm going to send you a link so you know what it looks like. I want you to this picture picture that. It slithers towards people, and then it'll blow up its own head.
0: That is weird like it's so
1: weird and i don't like it i don't like this pokemon at all uh it is disturbing so every single ultra beast but that one Mm. specifically
0: its head is made of matrix dots Mm mm-hmm um just imagine how impractical it is if so if like you were talking to someone and then their head exploded just completely without warning I went to, uh, I want some food. You'll feel like going to McDonald's. I want to get there. Boom!
1: (laughs) But yeah, um, some of the Ultra Beasts, I think, like Guzzlord, I think is just kind of funny. I don't know which one looks the most like a Pokemon. Maybe Pheromosa is the most Pokemon-like. I would say
0: Buzzwell for me.
1: Yeah. But no, Blacephalon's just in this Mm. whole other, like, no. Mm -hmm. No
0: add deoxys i guess to to the list of because like the story behind that is it's like an alien right Mm -hmm. and then the folly of man like we just decided well you're a pokemon now
1: i mean that's kind of how the ultra beasts are too like they're yeah yeah they're meant to be from like another world dimension another dimension and it's yeah i i am not looking forward to and it's just another fire ghost like we have skeledurge and alolan marowak we don't need you blacephalon you are not necessary we have other fire ghosts
0: defy getting savage up in here i
1: don't it's like the one pokemon that i like ferociously (laughs) do not like
0: (laughs) All right, so thank you, Lemurio, for that email. That was a lot of fun. Next up, we've got Hawk Ozzy, who sent in this email on January the 2nd. Hawk Ozzy says, Hello, it's Hawk Ozzy. Firstly, I will say I do enjoy listening to the podcast while working on stuff that may or may not be Pokemon related. And leaves it at that, doesn't give any more information, which I find uh, very mysterious. Like, may or may not. So, could be like playing Pokemon battles, could be burying a body. I don't know. <laughs> 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 anyway so my question is if the rest of gen 8 or gen 9 got released in one chunk what pokemon would you think would possibly have any play in terms of the great league for me looking through the decks would be Grimmsnarl and the gen 9 Marwal in tinkerton it's something that i wouldn't mind playing with when they do come out especially with the resistances and moves from the Marwal that bites hawk Aussie.
1: Hakazi, thank you so much for the email. There are a lot of Pokemon from Generation 8 and 9 that are not released yet. Uh, one of them is Corvanite, which is a flying steel Pokemon. So kind of think uh, Skarmory. That could be interesting. Beetle is a psychic bug. Uh, taking a look at some other things that we don't quite have yet. We don't have the Applin line. Flapple, Appleton. Uh, and that also has expanded now in... Generation 9, Applin has got more evolutions. Like, somebody out there at Game Freak really (laughs) loves Applin. So those are some interesting Pokemon. Um, Cramorant's another flying water type. Could be interesting, but I do really think that you're right with Grimmsnarl. Hatterene is psychic fairy, so the same typing as Gardevoir. I think those would be kind of the big ones. I'm just I'm excited for Snom personally just because I love Snom. <laughs> Snom is adorable.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, the fo- there's not much I can contribute unfortunately because because uh, as we've mentioned, DeFi is the main series expert here.
1: So the fossil Pokemon of this generation are really fascinating because kind of Britain's kind of known for the it's kind of a spoof on how Britain put together some of its fossils initially and it put like the wrong fossils to the wrong
0: yes i've heard about this like there was a specific situation right like the, like yeah. one museum got it wrong they they put put a skeleton together the wrong way around
1: yeah so there are four fossils in generation eight from sword and shield and it's all of pokemon like you restore the fossils and the person's name is kara liss And you put the fossils together and the Pokemon just end up looking really wonky, like it's the wrong, like you've got the head attached to like the tail. It's very strange. But you get with some really interesting typings. Um, Dracovish is a water dragon. Dracozolt is an electric dragon. Arctazolt is electric ice. Arctavish water ice, we have that already. But those could all be potentially interesting, depending on their movesets. Mm. um dragapult is a dragon ghost so kind of like how um giratina is that same typing in dragapult that's cool which is a pokemon we don't have yet dragapult is kind of fun because it has like the base form is dreepy and it fires (laughs) dreepy out of it like i have this one yes So Dragapult's fantastic. So that's from the Sword and Shield generation. From the generation we have now uh, in Paldea, which is generation nine, we obviously have a lot of Pokemon that haven't been released yet. I do agree that Tinkaton is definitely going to be a fantastic Pokemon. Uh, we have more Fire Ghost in Cerulege, which I personally really love that Pokemon. So I don't hate the Bale- because it's a Fire Ghost. I hate it because it's creepy. Um, Amarouge <laughs> is a Fire Psychic type. Uh, so the same typing as Victini. So kind of a little bit more of a unique typing there. Yeah, Tinkaton is definitely the most interesting. We'll have another Flying Dark. Um, we have Bombardier. Uh, so maybe Bombardier will get an improvement. But that Flying Dark is another kind of interesting typing. I don't think there's as many fascinating, like, type combinations mm. in Which appears generation. to be, like,
0: what you're, you're looking at most, right? Just what has an interesting type combination that we yes. don't have much of in Go yet.
1: Yeah, that could make Because, like, it... you can't
0: really speculate on the moves yeah, without, like, going into every Pokemon and looking at the list of moves that are available to it, which mm-hmm. would take, you know, the, the, it would probably send this podcast length out a little bit too long.
1: Yes. However, Generation 9 does have the Paradox Pokemon. So the Pokemon from the ancient past Ooh. or Pokemon from the far future. So the Pokemon that are really popular in the video game, uh, a couple of them from the past. Uh, I'm trying to look and kind of narrow down my search. Uh, Brute Bonnet, which is a grass dark type. Fluttermane is kind of the big one, which is a ghost fairy. So that same typing that Mimikyu will have. Mm. So, Fluttermane is incredibly popular. Uh, the bug fighting Slitherwing, I know, um, has some big fans out there. In terms of the futuristic Pokemon, um, I think Iron Thorns has some big fans. It's a rock electric type. Otherwise, I think the big one is Iron Hands, Fighting Electric, or Iron Bundle, which is Ice Water. Those tend to see a lot of play in the video game series. Um, I'm very interested by some of the others though. Um, another grass ghost we'll get. So another like trevenant typing in sinistra, uh, which is also very fun. It's signature move is machagacha which I just, <laughs> I just love it. I love it so much. We'll also get a poison, <laughs> poison fairy type in generation nine, a which which well, which wasn't a poison fairy, a poison fairy. Yeah, that's, that's cool.
0: Do we, I don't think we have any of those yet. Do we in go?
1: I don't... Not in Go. Oh, no,
0: yeah, no. We've got um, uh, Galerian wheezing.
1: Oh, yes, yes, yes. You are correct. So...
0: That's a cool typing,
1: It's a cool typing. So that's kind of what I was looking at, because it's hard to kind of go into each and every one and all of their sat products and all their things. But to go through and just look at unique typings and things that'll be a little bit different...
0: Yeah, it sounds really interesting. I'm looking forward to it. So thank you, Hawke for that email. And thank you to everyone who has written in. I do read through all of the ones that come in, and I can't wait to get to the ones we have remaining. But don't forget, we do want as many people to write in as possible. It could be about something we've mentioned on the show. It could be about something happening in your life. Uh, It could be a question for us to answer about your team, whatever you would like. We want to hear from you in the meantime let's move on to our achievements and we just have one today that is dj valkyria on the palatown pvp discord server has hit number 273 on the global leaderboard well done to dj also uh one of the the members in our palatown north american battle frontier team so pretty excited for that um but with that let's plug some things defy do you have anything to plug
1: No fish, I don't really have a whole lot going on right now. Just trying to get back into streaming regularly. We had that awesome fundraiser that we completed for Doctors Without Borders, and I had some incentives that I hit, so including a 12 hour stream at some point. So I have to start planning that and getting ready for that to redeem all of those really cool things. So be on the lookout. Again, you can click on more DeFi in the show notes and follow me on socials or join my little Discord server. And those are good ways to know when I'm going live and when i'm doing stuff
0: and for me we have the knockout cup as i mentioned starting this saturday so make sure to jump into the discord server with the link in the show notes and sign up to the uh to the knockout cup on the drake of his page if you have trouble finding it or working it out tag me in the server and i will be glad to help you or or a tournament staff member um there are a few of us there who are all ready and willing to help. We've also got the Ultra League Draft. One more week of promoting that. We will close registrations next weekend. So next Saturday. What what is that? Like the the 19th or whatever it was. (laughs) Um, uh, Make sure to jump in. Get the role that you need. Again, instructions are in the Town Crier channel on the server, or you can tag a tournament staff member and they will help you out. I have devised a way, because like we have to devise a way to pick the draft order as well the the order in which people will get to pick their Pokemon and I like to make it something ridiculous and convoluted and crazy so last year or la- yeah well it is last year last year what I did was I took a previous royal, like WWE Royal Rumble and assigned every participant to a wrestler and the order that the wrestler got eliminated, that was the order that, uh, that they would appear in the draft. This year, I've got something equally dumb <laughs> and <laughs> complicated to decide that order, but you will have to join up to find out what it is.
1: So be sure to do that. And with that, I think that's a show. We love hearing your feedback, like we've said time and time again. If you have questions, suggestions, want to tell us about your day, show us pictures of your dog, uh, just let us know what's going on in your life. Uh, you can direct your feedback to pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. You can also send us a voicemail or even physical mail to the GoCast PO Box. Take a look at the show description for the phone number and the physical mail address. In the show description, you can click on more fish or more defie to take you to our other projects and ways to contact us. And of course, we're not the only podcast in this feed. Be sure to check out the other two shows: the main GoCast podcast with Chris and Kyle to get the news tips and community in the world of Pokemon Go. And the newest show, Starpiece, where Chris and Lachlan recently interviewed Ian Waterfall of the Incense podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, everyone. Talk to you next week.